Today is Monday, May 23rd, 2022. This is the Link NKY Daily Headlines Podcast. I'm Matt Spalding, and these are the stories we're following today. Kenton County man indicted after threats prompted P&G closure. This is a Link NKY staff report written by Molly Schramm, a WCPO digital content producer. Benjamin Wood, a former P&G employee that was fired in 2021, has been indicted after threats he made toward the company caused P&G's downtown Cincinnati office to close down earlier this week. Wood, 30, is charged with two counts of inducing panic, a fourth-degree felony that could lead to a maximum possible sentence of 18 months in prison if he is convicted on all charges. I am grateful for the efforts of the Cincinnati Police Department and the Kenton County Sheriffs for being so vigilant, Hamilton County Prosecutor Joseph Dieter said. The indictment comes after CPD was contacted by the Kenton County Sheriff's Office on May 17th regarding concerning statements made by Wood, including a statement saying he was going to, quote, shut down the world via Cincinnati tomorrow. Wood also allegedly sent an email to a former CEO telling him he was now in control and also told his family last weekend that he was now running PNG. Law enforcement said it was aware that Wood had access to firearms. As a result, PNG shut its Cincinnati headquarters around 5.30 a.m. on May 18th out of an abundance of caution. SWAT officers were stationed outside of PNG's offices all day. The offices reopened on May 19th. Wood was seized by the Kenton County Sheriff's Office at his Covington home on May 18th under a mental health warrant. Prior to that warrant, Wood was not wanted for criminal charges. Despite not having a criminal history, Wood does have a history of multiple run-ins with different police departments, including an incident where he stated, quote, officers would die if they approached him. This story originally appeared on WCPO.com. Cincinnati Mayor discusses regional challenges at NKY Chamber Breakfast, reported on by Mark Payne. The Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce held a government forum with Cincinnati Mayor Aftab Purval Friday morning. Purval spoke of how governments on both sides of the river must work together to move forward with regional projects, and also about the area's challenges. The work that you're doing in Frankfurt to get dollars here to Northern Kentucky is really extraordinary, Purval said to the room of business leaders. It's got to be celebrated how effective your government and civic organizations are in telling the story of Northern Kentucky. He went on to say the city of Cincinnati is trying to replicate that on the north side of the Ohio River by directing more money to the Queen City from Columbus, Ohio's capital. One thing that separates Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky is that Cincinnati has a centralized government, which leaders on this side of the river regularly discuss. With many towns and cities across the region, it leaves multiple governments competing for the same resources, as opposed to larger metro areas such as Cincinnati and Louisville that have one metro government. I do think that having that centralized government does give us more of an efficient process to get the big things done, Pureval said. When you have so many different governments kind of competing with different interests, I think it slows things down. But any conversation about Northern Kentucky and Cincinnati is met with how the two must work together. One big example is the Brent Spence Bridge Project. The federal grant process recently opened up to apply for funds from the infrastructure bill. Kentucky and Ohio will jointly apply for the Multimodal Project Discretionary Grant, which has been a top priority for the NKY Chamber for more than two decades. Thanks to our NKY caucus, the state of Kentucky has committed $250 million to help compete for the project, Brent Cooper, president and CEO of the NKY Chamber, said recently to Link NKY. Now that the federal grant process is underway, we are in a position to compete for federal funding and hopefully get construction started next year. Pureval said it is important that the administration hears from the local leaders about the project. 
During the breakfast, he also mentioned that it is important for business leaders in the region to continue to push and have a collaboration strategy. I think the Brent Spence Bridge and the dollars coming from D.C. is a wonderful opportunity for us to be on the same page about what our strategic priorities are and how we can work together to leverage our business community, Pureval said, because frankly, most of the legislators listen to their business community more than they're going to listen to their local elected officials. The Northern Kentucky Chamber recently sought letters of support for the project from Chamber Board members and Board of Advisor members. Once collected, the letters will be submitted to the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet. Earlier this week, Pureball visited the White House for a Rose Garden celebration of Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. After the breakfast, he had plans to head back to the nation's capital. There's a prioritization of growing our region, getting as much resources as we can from Frankfurt, Columbus, and D.C. so that we can all succeed, Pureval said. 4th Street Bridge to see lane reduction Monday and Tuesday. This is a Link NKY staff report. Daytime traffic across the 4th Street Veterans Memorial Bridge between Covington and Newport may move more slowly than usual on Monday and Tuesday. The Kentucky Transportation Cabinet District 6 office said that a bridge maintenance project will reduce traffic to one lane in both directions during daytime hours. The work will be conducted on Monday and Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. The traffic pattern will be in place between Garrett Street in Covington and the Traffic Circle Roundabout in Newport. Ludlow Elementary students to learn Mandarin. It is amazing to watch kids grow, reported on by Patricia A. Shire. Ludlow Elementary students will be able to learn Mandarin starting this fall. Mary A. Getz Elementary Principal Tanya Brummer said at this week's City Council meeting that a new program will allow the school to bring in teachers from China to help teach the students. The teacher starts in the primary grades, kindergarten, first, and second grades, Brummer said. The way I want to structure the program here is the teacher will come into the classroom for 15 to 20 minute lessons two to three times a week, while the main teacher is still in the classroom. The children are little sponges, and they will be learning Mandarin in a couple of weeks. The Kentucky Center for Mandarin Language and Culture is working in partnership with the Kentucky Department of Education. The center hires teachers, then helps them secure a visa, find a place to live, and provides them with money to purchase supplies. The program is open to any school or district in Kentucky and is currently in many schools, including Beechwood locally. All new programs focus on teaching a language in elementary schools. All new programs focus on teaching a language in elementary schools. The benefits of a second language acquisition on the brain development are higher the earlier students are given access, said Carrie Wheeler from the Kentucky Center for Mandarin Language and Culture. The KCMLC partners with two Chinese universities to supply teachers and offer summer exchange opportunities for our students. For example, Shanghai University offers several summer programs at a reduced cost for any eligible students from districts participating in the grant. For years, research has suggested that attitudes about other groups and people are formed by the age of 10 and are often shaped between the ages of 4 and 8, Wheeler said. Wheeler also said that learning a language at a young age helps to connect a child with another culture while they are still open-minded and have not begun to think of others as different. Brummer was previously a vice principal at Beechwood Independent Schools and first encountered the program during her time there. These teachers are well-trained, nice people, Brummer said. They came in and did a great job. They became a part of the Beechwood family. Ludlow does not currently have a foreign language program. When children are little, they pick things up so easily, Brummer said. They would be able to pick up a second language easily. The children who speak English as a second language also easily pick up another language. It is amazing to watch kids grow. 
tough draw for Dixie Heights in the bracket with Beechwood and Connor in ninth region baseball, reported on by Dan Weber. For three of the four district winners at the ninth region baseball draw Sunday morning, the strategy was clear. Don't draw Beechwood, the upset loser to Covington Catholic in Friday's 35th district championship game. That put CovCath on the clear. Beechwood's 25-6 and six Tigers would go opposite CovCath's Colonels, but not all Colonels would be so fortunate. Draw host and regional manager Dixie Heights got the short straw. It's the worst draw we could have gotten, Dixie coach Chris Maxwell said of his 24-8 Colonels, the region's third-ranked team. Not only do they get a Beechwood team that beat them twice, 13-1 and 14-6, this season, the winner of the Beechwood-Dixie game is staring at a second-round matchup against 33rd district winner Connors 29-6 Cougars, who open against 18-12 Newport Central Catholic, the runner-up in the 36th district. Then there's this, as Maxwell noted, the Beechwood-Dixie game will be played at 8 p.m. Wednesday, the second game at Covington's Mankin Field, under the lights. Under lights, not nearly as good as those at Thomas More Stadium in Florence, home of the Florence Yalls. Under the lights, not nearly as good as those at Thomas More Stadium in Florence, home of the Florence Yalls, where the other two quarterfinal games, Wednesday and Saturdays and Sundays semifinals and finals, will be played. Beechwood will be playing under those lights as well, but after losing the district championship game to Covcath in extra innings, after entering the seventh inning with a 4-2 lead. We didn't deserve a good draw, said Beechwood coach Kevin Gray. Beat Dixie and lurking in the semifinals as a veteran Connor team if the Cougars get by Newcath, a team they beat 6-1 in the regular season. It doesn't matter who you draw, Connor's Brad Arlinghouse said. At some point, you have to play everybody, and everybody's got somebody good to throw at you. It's going to be a bloodbath. As for drawing 18-12 and 12 Newcath, it's deja vu all over again, Arlinghouse said. The last time Connor advanced to the regional championship game in 2017, they opened against Newcath. In the top bracket at Florence Wednesday, 36th winner Highlands, 19-6, gets 33rd loser Ryle, 18-14, in Game 1 at 5. Highlands beat Ryle 6-1 in the regular season. Then it's Covcath, 18-14, against 33rd runner-up St. Henry, 16-13-1, at 8 for the fourth time this season, with St. Henry having won two of those, 18-0 and 2-0, while Covcath won the third, 9-6. Not exactly an advantage for Covcath. We've shown we can lose to anybody, Bill Crumblebeck said, of the challenges of coaching a team with as many as half the lineup freshmen and sophomores, his youngest team ever, in his four decades at the Park Hill School. But a win in this game, and a second round, would extend Crumblebeck's streak of 21 seasons to 35, something that seemed out of reach just a week or so ago. Ninth Region noted, Tickets are $8 for adults and $5 for students. Adult tickets are available online, and that's encouraged to avoid the long lines at the box office as happened last year. All student tickets are sold only at the gate. District winners are home teams, and if the matchup is district winner versus district winner or loser versus loser, the St. Henry Cuff Cath game winner and Connor New Cath game winner would be home team in the semis and the upper bracket team the home team in the championship game. The ninth region baseball draw. Wednesday at Thomas More Stadium in Florence. Game 1, 5 p.m., Highlands versus Ryle. Game 2 at 8 p.m., Cuffcath versus St. Henry. Wednesday at Mankin Field, Cuffcath. Game 1, 5 p.m., Connor versus Newcath. Game 2, 8 p.m., Dixie Heights versus Beechwood. Saturday at Thomas More Stadium. Game 1, 5 p.m., Highlands Ryle winner versus Cuffcath St. Henry winner. Game 2, 8 p.m., Connor Newcath winner versus Dixie Heights Beachwood winner. Sunday at Thomas More Stadium, championship game is at 3 p.m. 
and those are the stories we're following from Monday, May 23rd, 2022. The Link NKY Daily Podcast and all Link NKY podcasts are available through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and LinkNKY.com. Feel free to subscribe, tell a friend. And for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening in Northern Kentucky, please visit LinkNKY.com.